Is that legal? Can you play that? If she presses play on the live, can he be in the background? No, it's fine. Yeah. Um, are we live? Yeah. Good to go. Okay. Uh, signals are good. Okay. <laughs> uh, you know how usually when I do it, I'm like, and we're live. Unless I want to be sneaky. But if I don't, then I usually do that. Um, don't be paranoid. What's up, <laughs> what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the UN. G Odyssey podcast. I know, but there's no oh, Gump has to make it to one of these, and oh, <laughs> since I started back up again, he made it to maybe one. Um, <clears throat> what up, Matt? Oh, we're here with Matt McLehoon. Makes his return <laughs> to the podcast. Welcome back, Matt. What up? I thought you got to say it in the intro. I, I don't know what I'm supposed to say. <laughs> what up, Matt? Yeah, what up with you? <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, shit. I'm going to put my phone somewhere else instead of being crafty. Um, oh, man, that was salty. <laughs> okay, Matt. You've been gone for a while. Mm-hmm. What's new has happened since we last talked? A lot, man. I uh, Well, I mean, you know I was living with Butch Lord. So in doing that, I got to travel with him a lot. I went to, uh, you know, we went to Arizona and then San Diego. I didn't get to perform in San Diego. I was, I had a real bad sinus infection from some uh, past tense drugs. But uh, (laughs) 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 then we went to New York, uh, did a show out there in Jamestown. It wasn't like New York City or nothing, but like a little town, little club. And we did Shreveport. And uh, recently we just got back from Las Vegas so it was it was awesome getting the experience to like travel around the country with a headliner and fucking see what different clubs are like and what different comedy scenes are like and doing their open mics and everything, yeah. you know. So that's amazing. How, uh, yeah. So what were you what were you uh, opener or were you? Yeah, I was opening. Most of the time I was uh, uh, hosting, but there were a couple times where it was like kind of just doing a guest spot. Like when we went to Shreveport, I thought I was going to be hosting, and we got there, and they were like, "Now nah, we got a regular host. He's going to host." So, okay. but. And the hosts usually get about what? Uh, Maybe ten to fifteen. Years? It depends on the club and how many comics they have on the bill, but mm-hmm. ten to fifteen. Now, have you been to something? Like, have you done that before? Where you go out and this is like someone pays for a room? You pretty much go on. I mean, I've done open mics in cities. I've never been booked on anything out of state uh, until I was, damn, I can't stop burping, until I was with Butch Lord. But, uh, like, I would go to Chicago and spend a week there sleeping on my uncle's couch and doing their open mics to get a feel for what the Chicago comedy scene is like. And I did that in, oh, that's not true, actually. I went to uh, Denver with Mikey B when I was, like, six months into comedy. And uh, I got a guest spot with him in Colorado Springs and then did all the open mics all weekend because he was doing the, the hosting for the weekend. Man, so I'm coming up on two years in October. So if that six-month estimate that I just gave you is right, I guess it was about a year and a half ago. So, yeah. That's cool, man. Um, funny you say that Denver, I actually was there two, three weekends ago. Yeah. Did you like it? Which, yeah, it was fun. Which, uh, which open mic? I it might was, uh, know it. Probably not, but... Oh, shit. There wasn't that many. It was a Friday. Yeah. Uh, Fridays are always... Fridays and Saturdays is never open mics because none of the clubs want to, like, mm-hmm. piss people off and turn them away with amateur comedy, you know? Yeah. We're so, lucky to have Friday at Plano Hyenas. Yeah. Well, I just said I'm going to be in town. Let me just go ahead and see what I can do. Right. And I found one, so I mean, I did went ahead and tried it out. It was uh, one of 
it's kind of like an open uh, stage, so they'll have people play music. Yeah. And So I play. I did. You know, of course, I did my thing for uh, what was it? Five or seven minutes. How long do you remember, Lana? What? How long was my set? Oh, Lana went too. Was fifteen minutes? Exactly fifteen minutes. Oh, okay. that's awesome. That's for an open yeah. mic. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what sucked though, because I hadn't. Oh, my camera looks funny. I don't like how that looks. It might be easier to fix it now since it's uh since we're looking at it here. I, I can at least center you. Yeah. There you go. Now you're centered. Yeah, that's better. I mean, I shouldn't complain. I mean, I'm working with the cheapest shit I can. I'm fucking out of here. <laughs> <laughs> hey. I didn't know this was man. such amateur. No, it was like third time doing it. I can't even say I didn't know. Yeah. This is a lot better time. than it was. Yeah, third time. First time was with Kian. And then second time was just you and me, and Allie was in the background acting okay. like Jamie from Joe Rogan. And then, <laughs> yeah. I kind of have somebody like that, little Lana. Little Lana. She, mm-hmm. she's, she's the one who's taking over the, all the shit. So she's, she's technically my producer and my assistant, assistant right? Right. Assistant. Is that what she likes to be called? I prefer, because I'm not a secretary. Okay, assistant. Yeah, she's my assistant. Yeah. <laughs> and I get to have sex with her. Nice. That is... You know, a lot of people get to have sex with their secretaries, like if but be- if this one actually enjoys it, I think you're, <laughs> I I think like you're if good. I, if I ever become popular, though, she'll be like, he used to, he me too, me, man. I was working <laughs> for him. He started touching me for 15 years. I had to do I was going to say, y'all been together for a while, haven't you? Before the podcast started, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, not quite two years, but then again, there was some... Breakups and get back together. No, no, no breakups, no breakups. Just some, yeah. some where we had a time period where I... Uh, where we were fuck buddies for about nine months. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. It was official for about two years. Nah, nah. How romantic. <laughs> anyway. I'm taking notes anyway, for when I give a speech no, 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 at your no, no, fucking no. wedding. Oh, oh, I did have some stuff I wanted to talk to you about. Yeah. Alright, it's a little controversial. If you don't want to talk about it, it's cool. Is it the fight? No. It's oh, the okay. Fight. It's, uh, uh... Are you not allowed to assert an open mic that I know of? Oh, kind of. It is It is controversial. Uh, long story short, that certain open mics person got mad because my girlfriend uh, weighed in on a, uh, on a, like a thread, you know, in a, she's in a stand-up support page, uh-huh. and she weighed in on a thread, and she, like, kind of said some shit that she probably shouldn't have said. She went a little too far, and... And, oh, about your yeah, and I wasn't gonna stop her. You know what I mean? I wasn't gonna say like, "Hey, don't don't say these things that you're feeling or whatever," because that's, in my opinion, more. Uh, no, you can't do that. You shouldn't do that. Misogynistic to 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 you know expect me to be like, "Hey, you can't say that. Shut up. Be, be my woman. Don't be fucking expressing your opinions online." But uh, she really upset the person and. And I feel bad about that, and I think I think the person does a lot for this scene, and anyone who's listening to this probably already knows who it is anyways, yeah. but I think the person does a lot for this scene. I think my girlfriend made some good points, but sometimes it doesn't translate that way over Facebook. My girlfriend, one of the things that... Uh, what was the topic? The topic was... Um, Alright, so, so there was... You know how, how mic maps is like a thing right now and a lot of mics right now are doing signups where you got to sign up ahead of time (laughs) you got to sign up ahead of time and uh 
That's a that's a point of like contention for a lot of people. You know, you have to stay up till midnight. To, I mean, I'm always up at midnight anyways, but by midnight I'm drunk and then I forget to sign up. Mm-hmm. And I've been bitching about this new trend for forever because it's just it's frustrating. I'm so used to being able to arrive at a place, sign up, and then go up an hour later. And now I'm having to adjust, which I, you know, I, I get that you have to adapt and overcome. And uh, like Perry on that thread was saying, like, those people that want it more are setting alarms for midnight. And he's right. Like, there's no reason I can't set an alarm for midnight. But thing, one thing that frustrates me is a lot of people have been missing their spots and shit because they sign up at midnight and then they either forget that they're on the next day or something comes up and they can't make it. And I think it's bullshit. I don't think there was anything wrong with the way it was. But uh, the point is, the person who uh, posted that thread said in the thread, like in the comment or like on the section thing, that uh, that anybody or she's I can't remember exactly how she worded it. But in that post, there was something along the lines of like, feel free to try and change my mind in the comments. And I think that she was saying that as like a sarcastic, like, like, you're not going to be able to change my mind, but like, go ahead and try to change my mind. My girlfriend tried to change her mind. You know what I mean? She literally said, okay, I'm going to change your mind. Yeah, and so uh, the the person that runs that open mic messaged me and said, hey, I think you should take a break from a while. I don't appreciate your girlfriend calling me a hypocrite and a sexist and blah, blah, blah. And, I, like, I'm going to defend Devin, and she's allowed to say whatever she wants. And, and a couple people have asked me if it frustrates me that my girlfriend got me into hot water. And at the end of the day, it's like, honestly, dude, my my beef with this open mic person, whether it's through my girlfriend or not, is going to be squashed eventually. Like, we get over everything in, in these fucking open mics. So I, I fucking take a month or two off of that open mic. And then one day we shake hands and say, hey, I'm sorry for the frustrations that we had. And I just want you to know I respect what you do in the comedy scene. And then everything's gravy. Who gives a fuck? You know what I mean? Like, I, and I'm certainly not going to trash talk the person because... I think that she was right to be frustrated with what my girlfriend said, and I think that my girlfriend made some valid points. So it's I, I can't side with one or the other, you know. Of course, if Devin listened to this, she'd be like, "You motherfucker! You're supposed to side with me." <laughs> like, but. Well, uh, I I also have some uh, noticed some some problems with the mind map process. Yeah. It's hard to like. It's hard to to separate a person from their significant other as you know as two different people. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times people will be like, "Oh, because that person said it, you're with that person, you believe that too." Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna punish you for what that person said. And I, it, it's, I always see people taking it like they're both one person. Yeah. One thing. And um, while I don't agree with what. Person saying, "Hey, you know, you're, you're to blame for what your girlfriend did." That that person's their own person. They have their own actions. Um, and and if you want the other person to control that person, that like I don't. It's, just it's like, a loop. It's a loop that you can't really. You can't say like, "Hey, control that person," but also, "Hey, don't be controlling of the other yeah, person." Yeah, nowadays with the way people view nowadays. It's like, yeah, it's convenient for you, for her to say, for that person, for her to say whatever she wants. But when it's something that it has to do with it, it affects the, 
you know, let's just say me, it affects me, mm-hmm. then you saying whatever you want is not cool. And then, and then you know, you know, the other person, you, like let's say you, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, should should have control of that person, right? And like that's totally what what we've been like fighting against, where uh, we shouldn't expect uh, like we shouldn't expect guys to control women, but we shouldn't expect the woman to control the guy, right? And that's like I don't know when you treat it when you treat them as one and punish one for the other. It doesn't not only that I don't feel like it's very good on that relationship. Well, yeah, and, and, like, okay, so a second ago I said people have asked me, like, are you mad at Devin for getting you in trouble? No, because at the end of the day, if my girlfriend feels, like, frustrated enough that she has to voice an opinion on something, then, I mean, like, I've said a bunch of shit on stage that I'm sure she wishes I didn't say. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I've said a bunch of shit about our relationship on stage. So who am I to sit here and be like, listen, bitch. You don't have the right to fucking yeah. get me banned from a mic. I, I don't think that I sh- mm. And technically, by the way, I should get this on record. On record, who gives a fuck? But anyways, like, like, I'm not... There was no official decree that says, you will not come to this mic anymore. There was a message that said, I think it would be best if you didn't come to this mic for a while. And I said, you know what? I fully respect that. Uh, I understand where you're coming from, and I'll respect those wishes. Like, the person did not say, hey, like, you are not allowed to come to my mic because of the things that your girlfriend said. That wasn't part of it, you know? So, I don't know. I'm not officially banned, but uh, I'm definitely taking a break off from it. And, it, you know, it happens to be on a night where another mic came back anyways. I don't know if you've been to DCH since it reopened. Dude, the new DCH is beautiful. The old DCH was pretty cool as it was. Yeah. The new one is badass. I mean, they got a patio that you can smoke on and sit and talk to people and fucking. I'm really excited about the new DCH, honestly. Like, yeah. Um, how do you sign up for DCH now? Is it still you? It's a name? Google Forums thing. I can send you the link, but yeah, uh, forums? Google Forums. I think I, I said forums, but. Yeah, yeah. It used to be email, and that was kind of frustrating. But now it's like you you press the button, and it already auto fills all of your names and everything. If you've signed up more than one week in a row, it's like, and you just say, "Yep, sign up," and then you get an email on Monday, I think. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So I really like that place. The food's good. The I mean, I'm not sucking their dick for for no reason. Like when you see it, you'll be like, "Wow, this is a cool club." Like it's different. It's not like I mean, Hyenas is great in that it's a conventional club and it's what clubs should be and blah, blah, blah. But I, I don't want to call DCH an indie club because that almost kind of discounts them. But just as a building and as an atmosphere and the fact that they got a main room and then they got a side room and then they got all these fucking rooms for, like, training lessons and, like, little offices where you can schedule writing sessions and shit. It's really cool. It's Apparently it's a deserted um, – or deserted is not the right word – but the place used to be a uh, garage, like, for mechanics and shit. And they've converted that into a comedy club. And it's got this really cool feel for Deep Ellum, you know. Yeah. It's right next to the old building, so. Oh, yeah, right in that area, right, like, around, uh. Literally right behind it. What was it by Oak Cliff, right? right, like right I kind of. Deep Ellum's kind of by Oak Cliff, like, East Dallas, yeah. Well, wasn't the other one in that area? Huh? 
Yeah. Oh, these like the old DCH is like right here. I gotta put my hands. And then <laughs> on the street, hold up. If this is the street, if this is the street, this is the old DCH, uh-huh. and then this is the next street over. It's right here. I mean, it's like, it's like a thirty-second walk from the old DCH. Oh, okay, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. I should try going over there. I've been trying to to get all the open mics so that I can start rotating myself. Yeah. So I'm not constantly going to the same ones every every week. Yeah, I went to Chocolate Secrets for the first time this Monday. That was pretty yeah. cool. It's uh, it's in like uptown. I don't know if it's uptown. I'm not too great with the Dallas communities. It's a rich part of town though. It's a fancy place, but uh, the open mic was cool. It's run by this chick Michelle Rosedom. Um, but it was it was a fun and I was I was like whoa is it only this good because it was on Labor Day and uh, Carrie you know Carrie Cool Trip yeah Carrie. Carrie Cool Trip was like nah man this is weak it's usually better than that like in in his own way you yeah know. in Carrie Carrie's own way <laughs> yeah like yeah, I've been wanting to get him on a podcast for forever man yeah he'd be a great fucking, he, he's fucking addition awesome. to this he's hilarious mm-hmm. but the thing is like fucking trying to figure out how to get here he doesn't like, oh yeah the transportation. A cool That's trip. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, back to what we were saying, though. Uh, the mic map thing. I've I've also an issue that I've noticed is that sometimes, like, I'll sign up. Let's just say I'm like 22. Right. And I'll come and I'll come look at the paper, and I'm 23. What do you mean? Like you sign up and then someone bumps you? Yeah. Yeah. But I thought like the point of mic map was so that sign up because you got there you wake that's up, a frustration that a lot of people have and then and then you come by later on you see the paperwork and you're like yeah you, I'm, you know i got bumped i'm not i'm not gonna say his name because i don't want to air his grievances but somebody has been complaining that the last few times that they signed up on mic maps for a specific i won't even name the mic but they've been signing up for a specific mic and the mic says that they reorder it and then he says he signs up he he waits and yeah exactly midnight he fucking he signs up. He's like sixth on the list, and then when he gets there, he's like twenty third on the list. And he's like, "Are you mad at me? Do you not like me? Why are you like? I get that you're reordering the list to make the list better for everybody, but this dude's been in the scene for years. You know what I mean? And he's getting frustrated. But I thought the whole one of the arguments was that the people who want it stay up really bad and get yeah. And then when they reorder it, you're like, well, what does it mean to want it if you're gonna get reordered anyways? I agree. I don't know. Like, I'll be honest. I don't like the mic maps thing, dude. Like, I like the fact that it puts mics on a on a on a map. Like, if you're if you're gonna go to Oklahoma City, well, okay. If you're gonna go to some city, let's say Oklahoma City, right? And you, uh, Oklahoma City is not a good example. You gotta pick a you gotta pick a city that's like a two day drive away, right? You get booked on a festival in Oregon, and you're gonna drive with two of your comedian friends. And then you get to pull up one app that tells you all the open mics on the way there. That's beautiful. But that's where it should have stayed at. They don't need to be getting involved in how you sign up for shit. Like, if they want to, say, send an email if you're coming from out of town, that's one thing. But saying, hey, uh, I'm going to sign up for this mic tomorrow night, and then, I don't know, maybe I want to go, maybe I won't, but I just need to get my sign up in, that's totally watering down our scene i think you know so but but the part where mike maps puts mics on the map and makes it possible for you to do open mics when we came back from new york uh tony casillas just got booked in um am i wearing the shirt no okay 
Uh, I almost wore the shirt today, but but Tony Casillas, me, and uh, Butch Lord went to New York. Yeah. And on the way home, we stopped in Springfield, Missouri, um, to do a mic at a place called I don't know, the Blue Room Billiards Comedy. I don't know. It was an awesome little club, dude. We were all so stoked, and we were there for their open mic. And we were at the very end of the open mic list because we got there late. And the only reason they let us go up is because Butch went to him and was like, hey, man, I just got to tell you, like, we're traveling comics that came from, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so, <laughs> so we went up at the end of that mic and there were still so many people in the audience because that town is just like thirsty for comedy. You know what I mean? They don't, uh, Springfield, Missouri. Yeah, uh, like The Simpsons. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Um, I don't know why I had to act out the fucking <laughs> Simpsons know. to you. But, um, <laughs> boy, I tell you this Grey Goose. No. <laughs> um, what was I saying? Okay, so, yeah, but the, the, the only reason that we knew about that mic was because we were traveling from New York to Dallas, and Tony said, let me check out mic maps and see what's on our route. And we were able to literally plot it's not that far away because Springfield wasn't, like, directly on our route from, you know. But it's not that far out of the way. Do you want to go an extra 30 minutes and check out this comedy club in Springfield, Missouri? We were able to go there. And that does fucking great things for not only clubs but for little mics, you know what I mean, for for bar mics. Like, even, like, uh, Michael Reed runs uh, Wine Squared, right? He's got it on mic maps. If someone's coming through Denton and they ask on a Monday night, uh, like, I'm just on my way to Shreveport, but are there any mics in this town that I'm passing through Denton? And they see that, that Wine Squared is on there. Yeah. That's beautiful, dude. That aspect of it is amazing. And I am absolutely not saying that the app shouldn't exist. Like, the app should exist. I just fucking hate the sign-up part. I'm being repetitive now. I'm sorry. That's <laughs> no, all right. Um, it's funny, though, because that's how I found that Denver mic. Mm-hmm. And, and then the guy had, and then, you know, I showed his information in Denver, uh, and well, what was that place called? I don't remember. Fuck, what was it called? Uh, anyway, was, um, but yeah, I found it on that, and then I just hit the guy up, I sent him a text message, and let him know that I was coming from out of town, and he's like, okay, all right, okay, put me down. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. But um let's talk more about uh, those shows you did on the road. Yeah. All right. I mean, honestly, it it varies like uh Arizona was badass. Like Tucson is where Butch Lord is like from. It's where he started his comedy career. He started doing comedy there 30 years ago you know they just had their 30 year anniversary and he was one of the first comics that they ever booked as an opener he was one of the first comics that they ever groomed and said this man is going to open for us and host these big acts that come through and because of that when we went there people went fucking crazy for him you know what i mean it was like oh my god butch lord's back in town and every fucking show that he did it was uh co-headlining between him and todd larson todd larson got on the bill at the last second because of a double booking or something. I don't know. That was over my head. You know, I heard like bits and pieces of that. I'm not speaking on it, but the, the, the atmosphere there and the club, the guy that owns that place is Gary Bynum. 
and we got to go like have lunch with him and stuff and we stayed at his house after we came back from san diego on the way back and just hanging out with him and his wife and looking at the stars and everything like he runs a great club and he's an awesome dude and it was a fucking all-around badass weekend it was one of the reasons that it was one of the reasons that i um yeah um and then uh san diego like i said i didn't get to perform on that i fucking made mistakes and then by the time i got to san diego i like i just i can't i can't do coke anymore (laughs) it's like (laughs) dude i i've i've literally i kept giving it tries i was like maybe that was just bad coke you know i did that like five or six times and uh i'm like i don't know if allergic to it is the right word but i've had sinus problems since i was a little kid like I've had surgery on my sinuses. I get polyps and cysts and everything. I should probably quit smoking cigarettes, but I'm hell of addicted, you know? So, um, I don't know where I was going with that. So, San Diego, he got to perform. I didn't. That show kind of sucked, but it was cool to be able to go to San Diego. And we got to stay with one of his old friends from back in the day, and we met him. Uh, New York, hit or miss, you know? First two nights, not so great. Uh third night pretty great it's still a cool experience and every time you hit the road um i mean i'm sure you know this even just from going to denver like traveling and traveling to do comedy specifically like on your way there you're hopeful and optimistic and you're like oh this is gonna be where the fucking netflix producers are at this is where we're gonna make it right uh and you're writing the whole time on on the road with friends and and Everything that you see, things that you never thought about before. Now you're like, oh, maybe this is a bit that I can do. And, you know, like glory holes. Oh, my God, glory holes. I didn't know I would ever see a truck stop glory hole. Um, but <laughs> but New York was all right. And Who then Shreveport was a weird experience. Shreveport was yeah. Shreveport was like their their thursday show they fucked us over or their friday show i think they kind of fucked us over man like i'm not i'm not shouting out to their owners or anything because their friday show they didn't do any promotion at all they just expected that we were gonna bring the audience it's like dude we don't have people driving from dallas for this like butch is a great comic he's a headliner he travels the country but he's not famous like no one's coming just because he put butch lord on the marquee so we were out fucking passing flyers and shit around town saying like hey come to the show and then on friday there's like maybe 15 people there maybe 20 people there wasn't a great show right we did what we did and then they tried to stop they tried to tell him like hey you didn't sell enough tickets you're not coming back tomorrow and butch being who butch is and i respect the fuck out of him for this he didn't lay down and take that he was like no listen you give me this time and i will fucking prove myself and he did the following night on saturday he proved himself but here's the unfair part and here's why i say i don't know how i feel about that club right um (laughs) the following night they like on saturday they, on a radio show, promoted the fuck out of the club. So on Friday, we had 15 people. On Saturday, the club was sold the fuck out. And then they wanted to tell him, like, oh, yeah, see, that's the butch we wanted to see. That's the butch we expected to see, blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, the butch you wanted to see doesn't perform for 12 people. God damn it. You know? Like, of course he did better on Saturday when you actually promoted the show like you should as a club. You know, 
I don't know. Damn, man, you can run into all kinds of problems when you're on your road then, huh? I've learned a lot. I'll tell you, I may never make it in this, in this fucking career path or whatever. I may never be a fucking famous comedian, but having the opportunity to see different, like... Like, how it works here, and how it works there, and how it works there. I've fucking learned a lot about networking, and the importance of promotion, and what jokes just need to be thrown away because they only work for your hometown fucks. You know what I mean? Like, I've learned a lot. So. That's cool. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I know it sounded really... uh, That's fucking cool, though, man. He's living with I you. <laughs> He'll probably go on the road soon. Yeah, no, I told him already. I was like, I told him I want to be on the road. You call me on the road. Yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like I, I feel like I do need to, to, to see new, new things. I feel like it wakes something up inside me. Yeah. To see a whole new. That's for everybody. Of. Yeah. So, if it does for everybody, then that means that I should. <laughs> yeah, totally. If I felt like no, I was, you totally should. If I yeah. felt weird or whatever, and be like, I can't do on the road stuff because mm-hmm. uh, I've done a little bit of it. I'd be like, no, no, fuck that. It's fucking amazing to do on the road with you know, yeah, new people and new people. Like one thing I I was thinking about when I was doing that, I can just go over all my old jokes, the ones I haven't used in forever, because you know all these people haven't seen any of it. It doesn't matter. Right. <laughs> yeah. And then the, the shitty thing is I forgot one of them. I forgot my Mac, my, how my Michael Jackson bit completely went. So, like, that was the only thing. I was like, ah, oh, fuck. But, like, because I didn't practice it no more after I did a showcase, you know, now that I was going to whip it out, I completely <laughs> didn't remember it. <laughs> so it sucked. So I'm like, man, if I could just... You were going to... Oh, wait, never mind. Is whip it, whip it good? That's not Michael Jackson. Never mind. Sorry, keep going. I was going to make a cheap joke, but it wasn't even accurate. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna whip it. <laughs> That's not even Michael Jackson. <laughs> yeah, but um, oh, I heard something that kind of like uh, upset me yesterday. Let's get your point of view. Um, I was I was at an open mic yesterday, and I was talking to uh, some friends, and we're about to leave, and then uh, little Lana here, she sees that I'm. That I'm uh, doing some things, so she goes and sits down, and then she overhears somebody else having a conversation. And what uh, I think, okay, the girl had made a comment about a set. Is that G? <laughs> what, what up, Bob? Oh. <laughs> uh, Jonathan, can you help him out, or whenever you're ready? Um, I'm gonna continue with the show. That's my cousin Bob. He's <laughs> what about? Um, so, she overhears the girl saying, I can't believe he said that. Right? After the mic? Yeah, after my set. And then she said she she saw the three people at a table next to her. And she was, you know, she gets on the phone, she's doing her little stories that she likes to do, or she's reading manga. Yeah. It's very inconspicuous. If she wasn't so damn white, you would never notice that she was around. But <laughs> how she is. <laughs> 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 oh, but um, 
So, okay, so she overhears the girl saying, I can't believe he said that. And and she was referring to what I said on stage because I said some, uh, I did this little, I just, last night I just went to have fun. Got a little stone, got very stone. Where was it? Or did uh, you say? No, I didn't say it. was at, uh. You don't have to say if you don't want to say. If it says Q on it, yes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not really the fact because that of. It's not really, huh? Because of the quarterback from uh, Florida State, right? I can't think of his name right now. Actually, I don't know anything about that. What, what was that all about? Um. Never mind. Keep going. <laughs> I can't think of his name, but he 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 was a quarterback for Florida State University, like the Seminoles or whatever. And he said, fuck her right in the pussy. He jumped up on a, oh, on a guy, fucking... Oh, that guy who made it famous to come up behind him and say, fuck her right in the pussy. Yeah, and he he's in the NFL right now. I can't think of his fucking name. I can't think of who he plays for right now either. Not like a big me, NFL like, guy. For me, I started off with saying that, and then because I, I think it's funny to hear a girl say, ah, oh, my pussy. Like, just the... Right. Just that phrase of saying, you know, because I, you know, it never happened. So yeah. To hear that phrase like that, like when a guy gets in the it's funny, but you kind of hear people say, ah, oh, my nuts all the time. Right, yeah. Not that uncommon. But when you hear a girl say, ah, oh, my pussy, in that same, uh, with the same, uh, like, <coughs> enthusiasm. Yeah, yeah. It's funny. It sounds funny to me. And um, so that, I, she was saying something about that. And then the guy who was there said, yeah, he, person who's been doing this for two years uh, I don't know yeah I don't know why they keep on trying to just quit right which to me sounds like a person is shit talking yeah he's saying that you should you've been trying for two years and you should just quit yeah that is shit talking yeah right? so there's no other definite there's no other way to describe that the other yeah. comment that was there though said well it, that well you can tell that sometimes when he's when he's actually trying Sometimes where he's just bullshitting, and like, and right now, that's the definition of doing open mics, yeah. And not only that, but that's the definition of me, <laughs> yeah, well, true, some yeah. Nights I go just to shoot the shit, some nights I actually want to work on something, sometimes I just want to have fun, yeah. And, and if I'm trying too hard on something, because you're a normal fucking person yeah, who doesn't, so, yeah, that's, that's exactly what I'm saying. Because, how tired do you get? Sorry, this is a sidebar, but it's related. How how tired do you get of watching someone do the exact same five minutes every time you see them for years on end? <laughs> Very tired, dude. Fucking tired Fucking as shit, tired. right? And know. how tired do you think that that person is of their own routine? There are some that, that do it and they just can do it because they, I don't know, they're different. They're not normal. Yeah. But, but for the most part, like all of us have nights... Where and especially I don't know how. Well, how was the audience last night? Was the audience fucking? Dude, it was like, okay, there was two lesbians, and then maybe like three comics, 
So you should be fucking around. Yeah. You should be. Yeah, I'm nice like, like this isn't like serious. Me. This is fucking. You know what I did at DCH last night? I unzipped my pants and then I went up and I told a couple jokes. And then the punchline to one of the jokes was that 23andMe told me I could read minds. And then I said, like, I'll tell you right now, that guy right there, he's thinking that he, uh, he he's trying to decide whether or not he should tell me that I fucking. Uh, that my zipper's undone. I did that shit on purpose. I wouldn't do that on a fucking... <laughs> do you think I would do that if I was opening for somebody? No, it's just a fucking... It's a funny, like, mix the crowd up, like, like open mic thing. Fuck that bitch. I would say don't even think about it. Like... Well, like, the, the thing is with me, okay, I want to know who that comic is because... It is shit-talking to me. And then oh, then you don't know who the comic was? No, she oh, I missed something. She can, yeah, she can only tell by the voice. Yeah. She only heard them. She, couldn't, she didn't look up to see whose one they were. Oh, so she it was a was comic. Them. I thought you were saying it was an audience no, member. Was I was audience. thinking it was a fucking... It was a comic that said... The I that missed said that. Should, yeah. The person's been doing it for two years too quick. Because the girl was sitting with two guys. I didn't know who the girl was, but I knew everybody that was in the bar. Yeah. Right. Relayed, which to me is still a, a shitty ass thing. If you have to take somebody, it's shitty. If you have to put it's worse down, actually. I, I think. think. Yeah, actually, I think it's, it's worse. It's kind of worse. If yeah. You have to take somebody down just so that you can. So you can feel you special. Yeah. yeah. Then, then, then you're you're fucking even a bigger asshole. Yeah. Um, that one really aggravated me. <laughs> but like, I I want to find out who this person is because I need to say something because I'm not a person. Yeah. What do you think about... Um, and it's not like I want to start a fight, but I'm like, hey, if you're going to talk shit, say it to me. But if I hear that person say anything about me again, I am going to hit him. Yeah. I'm going to hit him because I've already told him once. I just want to know who that person well, is. Yeah. And, and it doesn't matter what, like, I know I'm not, like, the fucking on top level of a comic. Right. But I'm still a fucking man. Yeah, and you can't you can't have people talking shit behind your back if if no. that person and especially if you find out who it is and then you realize okay well that that dude does roast me all the time or whatever but that doesn't sound like a roast it sounds no, like by the way they were saying it it was just like absolute not he doesn't respect you he doesn't fucking and and I want to know who it is simply because I don't think there's anyone in this scene right now who can pretend like there wasn't a time where they struggled, yeah. you know? So like, fuck you. Like, who the fuck do you think you are yeah, to like, say? Why do, have, why do I have to live to this person's rules of what comedy is? Yeah. Like, yeah. That's pretty much what it feels like to me. There's some people out there who love watching me go up. And, and, and you'll, be able to, you'll be able to see the person and know who it was if you go to Mike's. Yeah, I started going recently. Yeah, she started going with me, which is cool, and she's... She's by the way, like, wow, she's one of the fucking coolest girlfriends. Uh, she, uh, she asked me before, she's like, if she's going to the mics with me too much, is it like getting too into me? Like, if I need to separate myself from her? Right. Too much time? And I told her, like, no, no, because when we get there, I go do my thing, you're okay doing your thing. That's been a journey that me and Devin went through that yeah. we should talk about after this, after the <laughs> conversation about whoever okay. the fuck. 
yeah. was talking shit. So, um, but yeah, but like she'll do her thing, and she she realized that she likes to do short stories. So she'll do her short stories while she's sitting there. I'll come check up on her every so often, ask her if she needs a drink, and then right. I'll do my thing. Uh, but um, oh shit, what was I getting at about that? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean that's that's fair though. Like, they didn't know who she was because she's not always around. Like, if she was like Devin and she was there, uh, I mean, at least the first year that me and Devin were together, she was at every open mic. No one would have said shit around me because they would have known who Devin was. Yeah. But she's saying she was like a fucking silent operative. You know, <laughs> she's like a secret <laughs> squirrel. Yeah, she hears all this stuff. Really? Someone hating. I guarantee that person is not a person who is successful. Because people who are successful don't give a fuck what people who aren't successful are doing. They're too busy dealing with their success. You know what I mean? So it's someone trying to put you down because they're feeling inadequate. It's someone insecure who is putting you down because... You know what I mean? Like... I don't know, man, but when I find out. Yeah. Uh, I would say when you find out, by the way. I I would say when you find out, out, don't don't go hood on them. I would say don't start a fight. I think I can keep myself. I would say don't do shit. I would say don't do anything Mm -hmm. for a week. I would say when you find out who that was that she overheard. Don't do a fucking thing for one week. You have to give yourself a clock and say, for one week, I'm not going to do anything. Because your immediate man brain that says, I'm going to beat the fuck out of him, will dissipate <laughs> in two and a half days. Here's right? the hard part, though. The hard part is I'm going to have to see that person when I go to the mic. When I find out who that is, and let's just say I go to the mics and I see them. That's gonna be the I'm, I'm telling you, I'm challenging you. As a friend, I'm challenging you to see them two times without doing anything, yeah. right? Just be that silent fucking guardian. And if that person, uh, there's, there's very little chance. All right, but if that person happens to see this podcast and they're like, what if he knows now? What if he knows now? And then it's a fucking, and then a week later, maybe let him know that you know, and then either write a joke about him or fucking, I mean, you can beat his ass if after a week you decide that's the best course of action. <laughs> but I would say in our game, in comedy, that's not the best course of action. No, it is not. Because how many fucking small dick insecure motherfuckers are there in our scene talking shit about other small dick insecure motherfuckers? <laughs> I don't know, man. I haven't met anybody like that I mean, yeah and even though i've been doing it for this long i think that's a long time two years so i'm gonna be doing it without without hearing somebody badmouth somebody to the point where like where, where you're like man that's kind of fucked up yeah saying. it would hurt me to the core to hear that one of my friends was talking shit yeah see that's that's one thing i'm worried about too what if it's somebody who what if, if was a friend? that you've been fucking with that you've like yeah, yeah, you smoke cigarettes with in circles yeah, and, and, and like uh maybe a person i've even had on the podcast yeah, that'd be fucked. That would be fucked. What about... Hmm, what? How would you feel if you found out they were someone that's been doing it for so short of a time that, that their mean. way of of making up for not getting laughs on stage is to attack people who have been doing it longer? I, I think that the, the t- stage time doesn't really matter. 
Yeah. What matters is that if a person's going to say that about comedy, they're still going to say that about something else. Yeah, they would do so whatever their career so was. So yeah. kind of character they kind of have deep down where they're, when they're okay with talking shit about somebody uh, to other people. Because mm-hmm. I don't feel comfortable talking shit about somebody to other people. Never? No. I talk shit about people. There's people I don't like. I guess what I'm saying is, like, if you were someone I didn't like, I might talk that shit, you know? To my closest friends, and I wouldn't have people in earshot that fucking... I Like, like that's the difference. It's like, I might get with John Brown or Colton Jones or, like, one of my best friends and be like, I don't know why the fuck this dude does it in a car yeah. with just the two of us. <laughs> there wouldn't be silent operatives around to hear yeah, it, you know? Around. Yeah, no, not just joking around. I would talk, I would talk mad shit, but I would do it not so publicly. That's the part that pisses me off. It's like, who do you think you are to to? I don't know. Yeah. No man. I'm curious about this. Keep me posted. I will keep you posted. <laughs> Figure out who it is, and then there's two other. There's another person there too. So there's two comments there. Yeah. Yeah. Where was it? Fort Worth? Oh, no, Twilight. You said it was at Twilight. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think I heard this on stage six before at another time, but I just, at the time, I didn't remember. You gotta, you gotta take a screenshot of the list from last night. So you got 28 <laughs> people. <laughs> and next time you think it's somebody, right. you can say, like, it's not <laughs> them. Like any detective novel ever where they put pins in the board. Like, oh, wait a second. He couldn't have been in Twilight at on Tuesday because he was in wherever, you know. Use my Batman skills. <laughs> <laughs> Turn the podcast law into finding the one person. See the elusive shadow man. <laughs> but, like, uh, but yeah, I don't think that's cool. Yeah. yeah. I don't think that's cool at all, man. No. Especially, not especially, but like I, you know, I was gone for a while, and then I came back. Did you, did you, did you even know that I was gone for two months? Yeah, man. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I messaged you, and you said you appreciated me messaging you. I did, I'm not sure. Maybe. I'm pretty. I pull up the fucking. No, I'm not. I'm not gonna do that. But um, keep going. Anyways. So, uh, so yeah. So when I came back, I hadn't seen you when I came back. For yeah. Sucking. Yeah. And then recently I was like, you know what? I started just like, um, not trying so hard. I just go have fun. And then I'll go and I'll have a set and it'll be a good set because I just have fun, whatever. Yeah. I feel great after it. So I'm, I'm, what I'm trying to say is that like, I, I'm, well, I'm starting yeah. to feel a little bit more like my comedy, my comedic self. Yeah. So I'm going to, I got the showcase coming up for Butch on the 8th. Uh, are you going to be in it? Uh, no. I, I'll, I'll start doing Butch Lord showcases again sometime, but I don't have any real friends, you know what I mean? Yeah, but you know, you, 
Which will give you stage time, though, for doing for the yeah. people. Yeah, probably. Those uh, those uh, Red Room shows, I'm super-duper down to get on those because they're so much fun. And when I'm ready to film a new five-minute tape, then yeah. I'll scrape up enough. I'll drive Lyft for a day to get fucking ten people or whatever to come. Uh, but, yeah, right now, right now I'm just, like, not super amped about trying to beg people to come to shows because I don't have anything new to work on. Like, my my most recent jokes, I'm in a rut on writing right now, you know? And uh, I have, like, one joke from the last two or three months that I'm excited about. And everything else, I'm like, fucking try this. Who cares? You know what I mean? Because I'm, I'm thinking more along the lines of, this is a marathon, not a race, and I don't need to freak out every time I hit a writing block, yeah. you know? I'm trying to convince myself, like, hey, man, uh, who gives a fuck what happened in your first two years of comedy? Like, you'll come up with other shit. Six months down the road, you'll have your new inward bit. You know what I mean? Like, like the last good joke, the last joke that I was really excited about was that inward joke. And I feel like sometimes I get scared that that's the best joke I'll ever write. You know? <laughs> what? Do you think they're not saying, like, I get scared about it. Yeah, it's not it's not scared in the sense that like I don't I, I don't I'm not afraid of that all the time. But fifty percent, I mean I'm bipolar, you know that. Yeah. So 50% of the time I say, Matt, what if the best joke you ever wrote was in your first year of comedy and or second year of comedy, and you'll never fucking yeah. you'll never overcome that joke. That'll be your best. You know, people write specials. Tom Segura puts out a special every fucking year, dude. Like. Yeah. Like, Dave Chappelle put out four specials in the last two years. What am I, like, what the fuck? You think your best joke ever was in your second year of comedy? It scares me sometimes. You don't get those anxieties ever? Not of that. Not of the writing process. My anxiety comes from what I ever learn, the issues that I have. Yeah. Little things like that. Yeah, stuff yeah. like that. And I'm like, how do I keep myself from staring at the floor? And it's like, okay, I can look up. You stopped playing with the rope. Do you remember when you first started and you were always playing with the cord? Yeah. You always, like, sling it over your back and then, like, <laughs> go I? like this. You don't remember that? No. I remember telling you at 10 Panther to stop doing that shit. Remember? It was, like, constant. It was like, dude, that is not a lasso. <laughs> you got to stop distracting the audience. Oh, man. Like, yeah. I, I don't think you do it as much anymore. Oh, really? He used to have a tail, too. You swing it behind him. Yeah. <laughs> totally distracted. <laughs> 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 oh, man. I, I don't remember you telling me not to, to stop doing that, though. I do. Yeah? But it's one of my biggest pet peeves that I tell a lot of people, so I feel like I put you in a category with a few other people. I mean, it ain't them just because it's not their fault that they fucking, you know. For me, you know why I do that? Because I worry that I'm going to step on it. Because I've done that. That's such a bullshit <laughs> excuse. No, 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 I do. I keep getting what up the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid I'm going to step on it. <laughs> you don't even walk around that much, dude. You pace like here to there. You can't. I, I, I pace more. I pace. I know I pace a lot. 
<laughs> because I have stepped on it before, though. I didn't probably have stepped on it before. Yeah. Oh, whoops. Um, <laughs> but hyena doesn't have the cord. So what do you mean? Oh, Fort Worth Red Room. Yeah, the Red, Red Room. Doesn't have the cord. Most hy- most all all three hyena showrooms, but most showrooms in the country have the cord just because yeah. it's what people grew up with and it's what they're used to. It's kind of weird to not have the cord. I like not having the cord. I get to move my hands more. <laughs> I like to talk with my hands. Yeah. <laughs> I hate not having the cord. Really? Yeah. I don't know what it is. It's just like, like I might run my hand down the cord if I'm like feeling nervous or uncomfortable on stage. Um, I hate not having it mostly because of the weight. It feels different. When there's a fucking cord uh, like running, and I'm, I'm only fucking 5'7", but whatever that like amount of gravity between 5'7 and the ground yeah, is where I'm holding the cord, you can feel it. And when that cord's not there, I feel like I'm holding a toy microphone. Like, I... <laughs> but I, I feel like I'm fucking speaking into a comb or something. Yeah, like, it doesn't light. feel real. It's very light. Yeah. Know. Yeah. Which is weird, because you pick up a dildo... I want them to weight it. If they weighted it, then maybe I would be okay with no cord, but yeah. I hate... It just feels like I could just... Just fling it off your shoulder? I don't know, yeah. <laughs> like get excited and woo, shit. <laughs> if we didn't have cords in comedy, Eddie Murphy never would have been able to do his dick joke. You know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah, slinging yeah. it around. Like, <laughs> I just think the cord is a tradition. Maybe that's stupid and weird, but well, I like the cord. Uh, a traditionalist, a traditionalist yeah. yeah, yeah. I can deal with either one. It doesn't matter. I just need to get used to not you not picking up the rope. Yeah. My hands are tall. Do you prefer uh, lights in your eyes blinding you on stage or no lights? It depends. I do. Um, it does help to not to not just look at one person and be there and just focus on that person. Right. Um, but then again, sometimes after a while, it does get to you. Yeah. I think I and my my theory on this is that it depends on what you started with. Yeah. Like, DCH nerds, I'm going to stop calling them that soon because I really like DCH now. <laughs> but, but the people who only do DCH, I call DCH nerds. The people yeah. who only do DCH and they only do the mics that people who started at DCH run, you know what I mean? Uh, those people seem to loathe bar mics because they can see everyone's faces and their reaction is like oh my god i can tell what they're thinking so i can't just go into my prepared rehearsed like but like people like me or or most of the denton crowd i mean tony casillas has even told me i I guess i don't want to speak for him but tony casillas has told me before uh he loves clubs and i love clubs don't get me wrong but he hates the fact that he can't see the audience you have to go like this in order to see the audience and it annoys me because when your first fucking 50 or whatever mics are at bars before you ever go to the club, you get in the habit of watching people's faces. And then when you write a new joke where you're excited because you think this joke has legs and you get to see it on the people's faces in the front row yeah. and you're like, oh, shit, this bitch does have legs. And then you get a little <laughs> bit of confidence and you start speaking with the confidence that is being reflected off of the faces of the people in the front of the audience. Yeah. Um, I think it's. I think it's. If you start in a club, then you don't want to see people's faces because you're. That's what you got used to. You got used yeah. to just hearing. 
like but if you start in a in a bar you want to be able to see there and there's no fucking the only <laughs> butch lord is the only one who's figured out that yeah. if you put on sunglasses then you get the best of both worlds because you can see their faces and you're the only one in the club who can see their faces everyone before <coughs> you couldn't everyone after you couldn't you don't have to go like this <laughs> yeah but that's not the only reason he does it. You know, he has had, like, a major... He's worn tinted glasses since he was, like, eight years old. Really? Yeah. Like... <laughs> he can't afford to get... Uh, okay, I shouldn't say he can't afford. I shouldn't be airing his laundry like that. But for whatever reason, he doesn't get fucking... Uh, he doesn't get prescription glasses. He has terrible vision and uh light gives him headaches he doesn't just wear i mean when he was living with me for six months we were best friends i'd see him in his fucking underwear and he'd have fucking sunglasses on <laughs> you thought that man that guy just loved the trend <laughs> it's not it's not about the sunglasses yeah, it's I about know. the fact that he has a legitimate medical sensitivity purpose. to light and in yeah, a club putting floodlights in your face multiplies that yeah. by a thousand if the dude doesn't even want to be in a house at you know noon or whatever without his glasses you know i've seen him without glasses plenty of times it's not like he was keeping the illusion that bush lord always has sunglasses on it's more just the fact that like that's how he feels comfortable and he gets horrible headaches when he doesn't have them on you know so you know i was thinking about doing uh uh trying out comedy with uh, glasses on mm-hmm. Yeah. So I can't see anybody. So it's like, if I can't see nobody... Yeah, that's interesting. If I can't see nobody, then their reaction can't really bother me. It's the same as having floodlights in your eyes and blinding you. You literally can't see them. Yeah, so I'm going to see if I can try doing that, see if it helps any kind of fear I might have, and then see if I can wean myself off of that fear. Right. It's interesting. You should try it. Why wouldn't you try it? I mean, we're in the uh, trying phase of our... Well, I mean, apparently we get judged for trying nowadays. So. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that, dude. Do, do not let that affect you too much. I, I, a lot of things I don't, this one might be a little harder. Because you don't know who it is? No, because of who it might be. Because it might be somebody who actually... You suspect a couple people, don't you? You got a couple people in your mind that you're like, I bet it was that motherfucker. <laughs> Alana, can you grab me a, a beer? Just sure. be kind. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, thank you, my assistant. <coughs> my wonderful assistant. Uh, I know I wasn't going to check my phone, but I just need to look at it. So you don't have people that you suspect or worry it was them? Do I have any... See, that's the thing. If I just start naming people, they're going to be like, dude, man, dude, blah, 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 blah. That one. Thank you. Uh, something like that. I don't know. <coughs> I don't think it was, right? Yeah. I don't think it was Anthony Fink. I don't think it was Jeff DeWords. I 
don't think it was, uh... There were probably fucking 25 people on that list. I don't... Oh, well, yeah, but this is towards the end. It was, like, the last, the last four people going up. I was yeah. 23. Or 22. And there was, like, uh... Two more, three more people after me. So it was dying down. And then it wasn't Cortez, it wasn't Micah, it wasn't Jordan Black. I mean, Jordan Mack. So, <laughs> That's a funny distinction, though, right? <laughs> it wasn't Jordan Black. Oh, wait, no. I mean, maybe it was him. But it wasn't Jordan Mack. <laughs> so that leads me to think, I don't think it was Andrew Barton. Because I think he was actually on stage. And, cause I, and I was talking to these new, two new comics who are fairly new to the scene. And they're kind of they're kind of silly. They're kind of like really hipsters. At least in my eyes they are. But then again, you know, who am I to define what a hipster is? Um, and the guy's been doing it for like seven we were just talking about you. Yeah. Get in here. Right, come on. Butch, come here. Come here. Hold on, wait a minute. What are you guys talking about? You guys talk real quick. I'm going to go get some uh, drink. Oh, what a convenient excuse. What do you mean? I'm talking about your glasses. I was talking about. Here, get. See that? See that screen right there? Get there so they can see you. Come here. Closer to me. Ah, there we go. There you go. But yeah, no, we were just talking about sunglasses. It, it had come up. We were talking about the difference between wearing. Um, or not wearing sunglasses. Hold up. <coughs> we were talking about how some people like to be blinded by floodlights, like in the so club. they don't have to see the audience. Exactly. Right. And then we were talking about how some people like to be able to see the audience's faces, and I was saying, or there's people like Butch who have figured it out, and they just fucking wear sunglasses <laughs> on stage. <laughs> right. And then we got on topic. I was telling uh, him what what you told me in the past that like you have a legitimate sensitivity to light yeah, and since you were headaches. a kid you fucking yeah. got headaches and they were fucking prescribing yeah. you tinted glasses yeah like, so this is yeah, so it works for me as far as that goes and like I said it was never anything it's yeah, I always said to him, it was never cool. People were making fun of him for having right. tinted right. fucking right. glasses. Oh, yeah, I was a dark people load, say it man, all the so time. I look like an idiot, like, right? People say, say uh, make snarky remarks when they're like, oh, uh, we're indoors, butch. Right, right. <laughs> like, it still has an end, right? It still has an end. Yeah. So, but definitely, it's cheaper than Visine, so fuck yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. um, well, there's that. The, well, now I know the perfect gift to give me for Christmas, man. Absolutely. A couple different sunglasses. Couple man. different sunglasses. <laughs> some blue tint, man. So yeah, I can, yeah. Some blue tint. So you are kind of particular about them. You got some sunglasses you can't stand. There's a pair right. of sunglasses. I think it's probably still, still my fucking. It was emergency glasses. <laughs> right. If you walked out of the house and forgot glasses, it's like fuck. I gotta wear the emergency <laughs> I gotta glasses. Pull the emergency glasses out of the side <laughs> pocket of his door. Have a certain one, man. Just like you gotta have an emergency lighter. And emergency all money. my all my glasses, like, no. cause I lose them or break them so easily because I'm an idiot, right? So I won't pay, like, you know, you can get them really nice pair for, like, a hundred bucks, but why would I do that? Come on, sit on them, you know, three yeah. weeks later and be like, If you go through glasses that quickly, it's better just to get the ones from the gas station. I just get them to gas station, yeah. man. Or like, fucking Trader's Village, man. These were, these were uh, uh, like, promo to the bartenders from Tito's from their Tito's rap. <laughs> you know, like Tito's rap. It's like, well, yeah, I'll take those. That's, that's my prescription, man. What's up? <laughs> Dark. <laughs> you were also talking about, are you going to go? Oh, no, no, go ahead. I'll sit here. You got to go, man? No, I was actually going oh, yeah. to get a soda real quick, and now yeah, I'll hang out, man. We'll, we'll, we'll get a soda. soda. We'll get a soda. We'll soda. But, like, um, Yeah.
<laughs> so, uh, but uh, he was telling us about your trip that he went on to over there. And where? Atlanta? Uh, no, Arizona, Arizona. Tucson, Arizona. Tucson. San Diego. Jamestown, New York. Shreveport, Louisiana. And then Las Vegas. Yeah, that was a bunch of road gigs, man. That was a lot we of fucking, fun. We had a blast. We man, burned up like, a bunch of miles, man. He went to a lot of places. Yeah. It was great. None of them, met, by the way, and I told you this before, yeah. but I'm going to tell you on camera. Right. I will never forget the experiences I had with you, and I really appreciate you for giving all of them to me. Oh, no, absolutely. Cool, I knew that they were, I know that these things are valuable at any uh, part of your career, at any point in your career, you know? Yeah. These are always valuable until you're like, you know, somebody like Dice Clay was like, screw you. I'm not going, <laughs> I'm not going to Rusty Angle. I won't even come there unless they give me 10 grand cash when I'm walking the door, dude. And that's a nice place. Well, I mean, he still likes to go to smaller venue clubs, right? No. <laughs> no. Well, I mean, he'll go to, uh, like, uh, by smaller venue, you mean he loves hyenas. Hyenas is small to him. But that's like. as small as it gets, and hyenas is a top of the line club. You know, that's yeah. as good yeah. as a club can be. Um, so, you know. Yeah, um, I, hear, I hear Greg Fitzsimmons is coming. I really want to go see that show. Who's coming? Greg Fitzsimmons. Oh, yeah, that guy. I've heard that name a lot. I have no idea who that is, though. I was acting like I did, but I don't remember. I smoke a lot. like talking shit about I smoke a lot of pot. Fuck guy. And I don't pay attention. No, I'm not talking any shit, because oh, he's man. probably hilarious. I know that most... It, I, I tell people in the general public this, and it's true from my own experience as well. Yeah. Go look at the Hyenas website and you'll know uh, quite a few names on there. Even if you're not much of, you know, if you're not a real comedy enthusiast, you'll yeah. st still recognize yeah, names. Still recognize names but the ones you don't know will be as funny or funnier than the ones you know. Yeah, because those and are so, Right, right. They're, They're people the that, that you don't know. Right They're out there amongst them. You haven't heard of them yet. Yeah, and this cat could be that very thing. I would assume he is. You're talking about he's coming to Hyenas? Or is he coming to the improv? Cause then I'm no, like, no, he's coming to Hyenas. Okay, all right. <laughs> Because if he's coming Dallas. to the improv, I'm not going to vouch. He's going to Dallas. <laughs> That's cool. But if he's coming here, I can vouch. So I'm going to go watch him. I remember drunkenly one night at uh, Randy's house <coughs> pitching Ryan Stout to him. Because I had told you at some point, like, my favorite comedian in the world is Ryan Stout. I think the best comedy album of all time is Touche by Ryan Stout, you know? Yeah. And no one's fucking heard of him. And you were like, I wonder if Randy's heard of him. You should tell him about him. And then, like, two days later, we were at, like, a pool party at his house or something. I'm drunk as shit, and I'm like, listen, you got a book, Ryan Stout. And Randy's probably looking at me like, listen, motherfuckers, I'll tell you who I need to book. You need to sit down. <laughs> you know what's Shut funny, up. though? What's, what's cool about uh, Randy and how he does that, though, uh -huh. he is um, not afraid to hear from the young comics, because how the hell do you think he hears, too, yeah. from the young comics around him? He asks some point blank, who do you guys hear about, and... He's not stupid. You guys are watching more stuff than than, than he is, right. and that's good. That's smart. That's We're freaking genius. And then and then he just goes and pitches him, and it only takes him a second to hear from the other side of the business what his their reputation is on that side of the business, and then very quickly he makes a decision. You know, I mean that's he just but yeah he gets to look at it from both sides, but he'll get the names from the young comics because he's freaking smart like that. Yeah, that's where you get that. That's who's paying attention. And, and watch, the longer you're doing comedy, man, you can't get a new name out of like somebody who's been in it about three years now, right. and they're really and they're really into it because they're just not looking around. Anymore. And we stop exactly. Yeah, once, you stop once, looking around. I, I say this all the time. People are like, "Oh my god, so you're in the you do comedy, 
who's your favorite comedian? Who are the comedians I have to look to? It's like, dude, I don't watch comedy anymore. I stopped watching comedy the second I started doing fucking ten mics a week. Yep. Because uh, when I get home, all I want to do is, like, fuck my girlfriend and sleep. <laughs> like, I don't, right. I don't have time to fucking... I, I, I haven't even watched the new Chappelle special. I watched, like, the first ten minutes of it, yeah. and then I got distracted and something else happened. It becomes fucking, really I haven't watched hard. the new Aziz Ansari special. I haven't, watched, I haven't watched any new specials, and I used to be obsessed. It used to be that as soon as the new special came out, I was like, exactly. I gotta have a fucking way to weigh in on this. And now it's like, dude, I'm... I do comedy. Comedy absorbs at least fucking 10 hours of my life, and that's only counting the time that I'm at open mics. A, a week. A week, You right. know? I don't have another hour and a half for... To burn on some kind of a show like that. Right, yeah. that's the thing. Is plus, you get you begin to just get your comedy from the clubs, and that's enough, you know? Mm-hmm. You've had it up to here with it. And if you're lucky and you're out there and amongst them, once you guys are rolling and touring like features yeah. and up, you're seeing, you know, look at uh, Lawrence and Tony and these guys out on these feature dates playing the Lenny Bands in Houston and right. such, and getting out there amongst them yourself and all these places. You go to these other places and you're seeing other comedians and you're like, wow, man, look, just like when you come into anybody who comes from any other market to DFW, yeah. you're blown away by how deep the talent pool is here. Yeah. And it's like, you know, there's, there's funny comics out there at all levels at all times, you know. So there's a new Chappelle out there right now who's an open micer. And there's a new Chappelle out there right now who's an MC. And there's one who's a feature. And, yeah. And so on. And in 10 years, you'll have fucking a new a special on Netflix. <laughs> right. And you yeah, won't watch it. <laughs> and none of us will watch so it. So by then I will have quit, yeah. and yeah, I'll be watching all the specials. Yeah, I was telling Matt about when I went to Denver and I did an open mic over there, and how it felt to do, you know, comedy in front of a whole new crowd. I did 15 minutes out there, and uh, yeah, it's fucking cool, man. It was way amazing to do comedy in front of all new people. And a not, new stage. Not have to worry about you know, like I was telling Matt, not to worry about my old jokes being. Sure. People never heard any of it. It's I beautiful. Just, and you don't have to leave the state to do that. You can go to Austin. You can go to Houston. You can go to San Antonio. And that's one of my biggest, like, uh, god damn, I hate when I say, when I give advice to new comics because it makes me feel like I'm trying to pedestal myself to say, like, I'm the one who should be giving advice. But honestly, some of my best experiences in comedy, most of my best experiences in comedy have not been in the DFW. <laughs> They've been, been in Austin or Houston or... With him around the fucking country, they've been, you know... Other stages, new stages. And new stages are great for you guys. You grow the most on a new stage because, again, like you said, there becomes this thing in your own market where you feel like, because we have so many of our open mics are predominantly comedians in the audience, you know, and even if it's not, we still feel that way. Yeah. You know, we feel that way doing a pro show with our guys in the room. If there's like six guys in the room, right. like, oh no, you know, all the guys are here. This is going to hate my shit. You know, this is the stuff that they've been, you get tired of your own stuff, but when you can go out to a free place and unleash that beast and, yeah. Yeah, and, nobody, yeah. and nobody's seen it, you're like, this is awesome. I yeah. got something for you. I got yeah, something for the, you. Your oldest the, ringer the, will right. hit <clears throat> 10 times harder. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the fun thing was that like, I was the only comic there. The rest of 
Oh wow, um, music open mic. Yeah. Oh music cool. Open mic, and I asked the guy. I love those. I asked the guy if I could do comedy. That's why you got to do fifteen. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> right, because musicians then, laugh at comics. Uh, yeah. Well, when I got off stage, uh, the dude was all like, uh, the DJ was like, man, that was really funny. You know, he shook my hand and everything, dabbed me and whatnot, and uh, just like tell me how really funny it was. And I was like, really? Because usually that's crap wherever I'm from. Most people be like, dang, that's that sucks. So I was like, man, that's pretty cool. I want to go on the road. The only problem is, fucking most open mics aren't on the weekend. So I was like, how do I figure this out to where I can do go on the road? What do you do, Rudy? I, I have no I idea what you do. Monday through Friday, man. God Eight damn. to five type you, of job. You ever ask someone a question and then they tell you uh, the answer and you're like, I've heard that answer at least six times. At this point, I'm just a piece of shit for not remembering. <laughs> no, 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 no. like, yeah, man, I think I've told him every episode. Jobs, I don't know what PTO is. That's when I'm not gigging. I've only had two legitimate jobs the Army and Home Depot. I worked at Home Depot for six months, so I've oh, no shit. Yeah, but never it, had another it, fucking legitimate the, job. The Army's a pretty big one, though. Yeah, I, I wrote here. articles for people, but like they they didn't have fucking benefits for me. It was like yeah. like we need you to do an SEO article, SEO article. Here you go. And they were like, here's sixty bucks. It was almost under the table. In fact, technically, I mean, Ola DEA. I mean, Ola IRS. But like, I I didn't Damn. report any of the shit I did for that that uh, like search engine optimization company on taxes because I thought they would make you do it. No, because it's right? all fucking writing is freelance. Journalism yeah. in general is like, it's uh, journalism is a strong word. I'm not. I wasn't a fucking journalist, but <laughs> I was. I was slaving away writing articles for them. Were you like a blogger. Like a blogger. <laughs> yeah, but all that shit is like. I think you're supposed to do like a 10.99, but yeah. I didn't. You know, uh, like. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know, but I, this is my last year. If I. If certain things don't happen the way I would like them to happen within uh, this year and maybe by next summer, uh, I'm just going to drop everything and just go to L.A. Oh, nice. really? Yeah, I'm just going to drop everything and move to L.A. Did you do How many comedy? Uh, going for the comedy? Oh, yeah. I'm nice. so terrified of that, dude. I gotta tell you, I, I know, that's I, a leap. I, I, I I'm know. proud of you for taking know, that leap. But, but you know what? I feel like... This city... Has so many opportunities for comics. It does, Why but move? I'm still here. I'm still around everything. I need to change. Yeah. Well, the only thing, yeah. the only thing I, I say for all you cats about going out there is definitely you've got to get to a certain level of funny before you go, and that level of funny is make sure you're already a working, at least a working MC, because then you jump through all the hoops that it takes to to move that obstacle. And get that title, which is a working MC, dude. You, if you're a working MC, working, yeah. you can take that anywhere. And at least if you went to LA and you're slaving away at doing mics and trying to get something going on, 
you also can be like doing these satellite shows and hey I can MC for these clubs out here that are all in the valley and these ones so shows what you're telling shit. me is my next goal is to become an MC you guys gotta yes. get at least that, that should be our, all of and, our first goals all y'all should be all y'all should be a really, I'm not an MC all y'all should be a really good MC trying to feature before you go there the reason why is cause your amount of time that you need to feature about a half hour should have a little more to oh, be a really shit. strong feature. Dude, I gotta get new deodorant. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I just looked at the camera for a second. Look at that shit. <laughs> Are you hot? No, it's not even that I'm hot. I it's that talk of jobs. I just bought new. I bought new. I bought new deodorant two days ago, and it is not the one for me. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I'm taking a smoke break, and then I'm gonna have a cigarette. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how long do you think he's been telling that corny joke for? <laughs> uh, it was just awful timing for me because I had to pee, so I was like, oh, we'll leave Butch here to talk to you for a second while I pee, and then yeah. he said that before I... You have to pee? Kind of. Anyways, pee. let's talk about you going to L.A. What's the fucking... Uh... What's the rush? Yeah, what's the rush? That's a good way to put it. All right, here's what's happening. And what's so magical about L.A.? Why L.A.? Well, okay, why L.A.? Because I feel like... Uh, well, there, yeah, there's more... I feel like there's... I know there's going to be more mics, more opportunities to hit more mics. Um, and then also, I can't be homeless in New York because of how crappy the weather is. And how cold it is, yeah. Yeah, but I can be homeless. And you have to fucking pay for a lot of shit in New York. All of our friends that moved to New York, they pay for mics. Yeah. They pay $5. I mean, we may pay $5 to park for a mic, yeah. but we're not paying to go up, you know? Yeah. No, we're not. <laughs> I agree. So, <laughs> New York is not the move right now. Yeah, New York is actively trying to get people to not move there. Is that what they're doing? I mean, I'm saying that. I don't, I don't think I don't think that there's a coalition of New York open mics. <laughs> Where they're like, all right, motherfuckers, <laughs> let's get together and decide a price where we can keep these Texas mofos around, you know? Uh, Joseph Rogan swag recently moved. Yeah. I hear he's doing pretty good, though. Is he? Yeah, that's yeah. great. I'm not sure. Yeah. You said that like you have something to say, though. You're like, yeah. <laughs> Is that a, yeah. I hope, I wish the best for him. I think, I think from what he said, which I should probably text him every so often. said that, uh, yeah, he's got some project coming out where, so, and he's creating like 30 mics a day. Yeah. So, I mean, he's loving it, I guess. That's I dope. Um, but, okay, so what were the questions again? Did I answer that one? About New York? I mean, about LA? Why LA? Yeah, why LA? Yeah, mm-hmm. he did. Yeah. And as far as what's going on, about why I want to do that, because I'm starting to feel, I'm starting to feel like I'm getting, my world's kind of All right, can I can I say something? That I don't want you to get mad at me. What? Can I say something about uh, the fact that you're wanting to move to a new city to do comedy, uh-huh. 
But how many mics a week do you do on average? Be honest. What, like seven? You do seven on average? I don't see you at seven mics. I think so. Okay. Because okay, there's Monday, right? Uh, Monday is seven's good. Seven's a good number, and it takes away from what I was gonna say. What yeah, I was gonna I say, say, I was thinking you were gonna say three. No, no, I do two Monday. I usually do one on today. Tuesday I'll go do Gretchen's. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if I can do, yeah, I used to go to Rx and Improv and his stuff that week. But yeah. if I can do Twilight, I'll go to Dallas for. Um, what did I go last time for? Nah, we'll say I actually don't go if I don't go to Twilight. <laughs> uh, and then Wednesday tonight, I'm like I'm trying to go see if I can be on Gretchen's. Yeah. And then Thursday is. You're not gonna go to Hyenas. No, I, I, don't, I told you I don't get there on time. Oh, maybe now I can go and see if I can get on the list. I think the most important mics every week are not, like, no offense to Gretchen. I think Gretchen does great things to the comedy uh-huh. scene. I think Gretchen is awesome that she puts in as much work as she does. All right, now I got the disclaimer out of the way. The most important mics of the week are all the club mics. No one gives a fuck if you do... Like, I do Wine Squared all the time because it's right next to my house. And I love Michael Reed. I get to go support that mic. And then sometimes I do Killers in Denton. Sometimes I do Bearded Monk. I do Dusty's almost all the time, actually, just because it's late. Yeah, um, I like Dusty's, too. I haven't gone. I didn't go last Sunday, but I've been there. John Brown runs Dusty's, and John Brown is one of my best friends in the world. So I fucking go there to support his mic. But... I don't think of any of those mics as, like, this matters. I think of those mics as, like, let me try my new bits. And then I go to, I mean, I like Tuesday I do DCH. and Well, I, hopefully they'll keep allowing me to do that. And then Wednesday I do Dallas every Wednesday. Thursday I do Fort Worth every Thursday. Friday I do Plano every yeah, I like Friday. Plano. I, like I mean, Plano. just the, the club mics are the only important mics when you get right down to it because – Gretchen is awesome, don't get me wrong, but there's nobody at that mic that's going to make you... That's where you practice your shit. That's where you tone your skills to take them to a club mic. And I I was surprised when you said that you were doing seven a week, so I take back what I was going to say. But, <laughs> what were you going to say? <laughs> well, and I'm going to say it to someone who might watch this podcast that looks up to you or, or looks up to me or looks up to somebody and say that if if... You think moving to L.A. is the next move because you're only doing three mics a week and none of them are club mics and you still haven't been able to open for a club, then, and it, does, again, doesn't go towards you because you're doing seven a week, but I would say fucking we have just as much. We don't have just as much. You're right that L.A. has more to offer. For sure, L.A. has more to offer, but we have a fuckload to offer. Oh, no, there's a lot of mics here. Yeah, yeah, I mean, my record here is 16. I did 16 mics here in one week. Like, So if you're just trying to get stage time, that's not your argument for why you should move to L.A., you know? And the reason I don't want to move to L.A. until I'm featuring here is because I think it's worth it to learn and, and become a big fish in this quote-unquote small pond. This is not a small pond. If you compare... This city to fucking... I did Wichita Falls recently, right? Yeah. They have two decent comedians, and then I followed 14 fucking people. They were like, this is a... You're going to headline. You can do 20 plus. 
and I followed 14 people, and 12 of those people were just going for shock and awe. Like, love them, like nice people, but they weren't fucking funny. And their next move needs to be Dallas. And then after Dallas, they can go to L.A. But why would I want to move to L.A. when I'm not even featuring here? If I haven't even proven myself as a comedian here in Dallas, why the fuck would I think L.A. has something to offer me? Like, I, I have to sit back down just to put a final spin on it. his comment right there. Oh, sorry. Did no, I piss you off, Butch? No, no, no. The final, spin on, <laughs> the final spin on that comment is exactly what he was saying. It's exactly yeah. what I was telling you. Become a comedian in this great freaking market that you guys are in. This is one of the best in the fucking country, okay? This isn't just a small uh, pond. It's a freaking big-ass lake. It's one of the great lakes, and it's one of the freaking badass places to start from. And if you can master this and, and raise up through that through that uh, crop of comics out there, and there's a badass group of comics out here. If you can raise up in this and become one of them dudes who can work for us, that means you put together that part of it. You've become a fucking comic, man. And if you can't do that here, what the fuck makes you think you can do it out here, right? <laughs> yeah. You got you've got to be able to do it here, and to be able to rise up here is saying a whole fucking lot, dude. That's when you know you're a player, dude. And our cost of living's lower. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> I mean, like, like, why the fuck would you want to go do and, this and your over there? And I the mean, they have better weather. But. The opportunities uh, uh, for uh -huh. you guys here to begin working are matched hardly nowhere, man. And certainly not in New York and L.A. The opportunities to start working and getting those feature sets and stuff. You can't do that. The, the opportunities in any other of the major markets, man, with the exception of Chicago, there's no other place that you can get this much work all the time. This is pretty much the biggest market in the country. Phoenix has a lot of clubs and opportunities in it, and it's big, but it's big like the Metroplex. It's got different I want to pee real quick. Phoenix, Arizona? You know? Yeah, there's a lot of cities in Phoenix. It's not just Phoenix. You My know? kids are over there. Oh, your kids are there? Yeah, they, uh, they're in uh, Mesa. Mesa. Oh, yeah, yeah. I used to live in Mesa. I know right where that is. I lived there once. Yeah. So okay. Um. So so start. So my point was being, become a comic in this great opportunity that you guys have right here. You guys are the luckiest comics in the country. You guys are here, in the Metroplex, with the opportunity to become a player in this market. Yeah. Do not dismiss that. That is huge, dude. And to become that guy, you know, when you raise up, look what it does for guys, man. As they start to get up there, and you you watch guys start taking off on a on a level that's a whole other thing you know and at least get there you know at least get yourself there because then you're ready because if you go out to LA you don't want to get on stage and be like pow 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 click 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 yeah. click <laughs> oh man. Steam, man you want to be out there pow pow burr, burr, you know <laughs> you gotta have fucking ammo when you go there dude yeah you want to have a bunch of shit man and you gotta have all the tools in the tool belt man to be able to rise above that fucking crew, you know? And then you gotta rise up through there. And it's that way everywhere you go. So, that's next for you cats. Mm. Butch so, out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, we, we're on way 
Finish off with that. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's a closer. Fuck, I thought I, I thought I nailed a closer. I was trying to nail I mean, a post, what, you yeah, know? I mean, I'm an old radio guy. Well, okay, how about it was this? me nailing how about the post. This? When, yeah. I do the, when I do the video, uh-huh. I'll stop it with you right there. <laughs> and the then I'll bring post. it back with your, you're gone. <laughs> right, okay? right. I'm gone. Just edit, edit that out. Boom, then, he disappeared. And then this part could be like where you magically, uh, like an extra part if somebody wants to pay for it. Yeah, bonus footage, right. Bonus footage. Bonus footage. Are you going for a sick bat? I think yeah. he is. Oh, man. Uh, I want to say it too, man. <clears throat> well, I guess it's break time. How yeah. about you? Nail the post. Yeah, I'll sit here and talk to the You got to keep talking to the Oh, because you're live feeding. Yeah, I'm live feeding. Oh, holy macaroni, man. <laughs> all right, well, hell. <laughs> okay, here's what I, uh, all right, my input on the whole LA thing. And it's not, and it's not because I do want to do like what you said, the whole comic thing. Uh huh. Cushioned. Cushioned. Yeah, like life is too cushioning for me right now. That you're not struggling hard enough. <laughs> yeah, and, and I, I, I seem to thrive more when, you're when struggling I'm forced to do to, it. To put it down, right. And and right now, like, I have a house. I have a girlfriend. She has her place. Um, I have a job. You know, I, I'm not, I'm not a, like, I, I'm not, like, it's like when you come back from war and you're just like chilling and you're like, oh, I want to. Want to get back out? There's nothing to motivate me. Yeah, here. right, I'm, right. That's where I'm at right now. I feel like I'm feel pushing. Like and I do the open mics and I do comedy. And yeah, that, but that part's nothing's pushing awesome, you to do like, anything better. Nothing's pushing you. There's no drive in there because you don't feel like you got too good, too good a thing going on. Because I'm yeah, I'm put just yeah, cushioning. It's man. too cushioning. I don't want that cushioning. And what? And so in my mind, it's like, well, what better way to 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 gain something back into that? again is to put yourself in a whole new situation yeah where you're starting over with nothing pretty much that'll do it and it's like fucking you got nothing going on that will do something about that it. will give you the drive um you could probably oh, just kidding I'm a drug dealer. That, <laughs> you, that would probably I mean you can achieve that here yeah <laughs> I really think you can achieve that because it's it's more of a state of mind for you. I think you, I know, I get it. I I do get it, and and I'm the same way all the time too. I like to need to be, you know, something needs to be lighting the fire under my ass too. (laughs) That's all of us. Like my family here. Yeah. That's a fair point. I've thought about that. Sorry, I jumped right into that. No, you jumped right back in. He needs he needs distractions. So I need to get rid of the distractions. No, yeah, he needs the opposite of that. He, you, yeah. I get that part. I that's understand. Why I, that's why I feel like moving to LA uh, would benefit me because, like I was telling Butch, I, I, um, I feel cushioned here. But you don't think a lot of their showcases are bringer showcases too? I mean, I struggle with bringer showcases because when I left for the army, I fucking divorced everyone I was friends with and stopped <laughs> talking to them. Yeah. And then when I came back. Uh, eight, ten years, nine years later, because, like, when I got out of the Army, I went to Austin. Yeah. When I came here from Austin, I mean, I was trying to convince people that I hadn't talked to in ten years to come to my shows. I don't have a job. I don't have uh, co-workers that I can fucking... I don't go to church. I don't have church people I can bring to bring your showcases. I mean, a lot of comedy runs on how many tickets can you sell? And if you think that you can sell tickets here... Uh, 
I guess what I should say is, for me, it, for me, if I can't sell tickets here, then in California, I'm gonna have an even harder time. It's not even. I didn't even know them ten years ago. I don't fucking. What am I gonna drive for Lyft and beg everyone to buy tickets to my show? <laughs> you know. You give a ride to buy a ticket. Get a Lyft with me and I'll mm-hmm. get a free ticket to the thing because I have to pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a pipe dream that everyone has. Everyone says uh, California is where dreams go to die or whatever. Uh, and like when they say that, they're talking about actors and actresses. But for comedy, in my opinion, I mean. Daniel Magden's doing it out there. Luke Moore's in uh, San Francisco, which I love Luke Moore, but I didn't understand that. Like, why would you move? Like, him and his girlfriend decided to move to San Francisco because they thought it was a beautiful city, and that's where they could. And he's doing things out there, comedy-wise. It took him a year to do it. He's he's doing it, though. Like, he's getting shows, he's getting this, and he's getting that. But my thing is just, like, why would you leave... We're lucky enough to be grown up around here, to have lived around here, where there's one of the best comedy scenes in the country. No, it's not the best. No, it's not Chicago. No, it's not Los Angeles or New York. But it's fucking great. So, like, I'm not going to leave here until I think I've exhausted all of the potential here. And I'm two years into comedy, and I still haven't opened for Hyenas or any club, for that matter. But I don't think that fucking moving away is is the best i gotta keep tripping away at them until they keep telling me well okay never mind they they've they have said or implied that i need to slow down on the drinking and i'm like all right but we're two years in like can i fucking just do this for a while and then maybe four years in i'll take a break you know (laughs) i I mean i'm like (laughs) i'm having fun dude this is what i love doing you know Yeah. And if it wasn't for that, then yeah, then nobody would be here. So which is why, like you were talking about way in the beginning, why we every once in a while did that, that just fuck around, Mike. Uh, it's just like I just can't go up there. I have a good time. Yeah. Because if I keep doing ones where I'm always trying to work on something, right. It it starts becoming work, and then I need a reminder of why it's fun. Reminder of where the fun is. It's yeah. Not just work. For real. That's why I love living in Denton, by the way. And I need a new roommate, so real quick plug. Uh, <laughs> I live within two miles of like six mics a week, so if you're trying to get in comedy, <laughs> you know. Uh, I'll put that. I'll put that, <laughs> I'll put that in. A, I'll put that on when I when I upload the video to YouTube. I'll put that as a header. Hey, he needs a roommate. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to the details at. At the end, towards the end of the podcast, you just fast forward. <laughs> Skip to like an hour and 26 minutes. He's talking about how he needs a roommate. <laughs> and then I'll post that and let everybody see on Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> I want to I show uh, September 17th for Aaliyah Baroa's. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, because she, she was hit by a car recently, so they're raising money for her. And apparently she specifically asked for me and Colton Jones and Michael Reed to be on the show. I think Joey Johnson, too. So the four of us, she was like, I would love it if you guys, because they approached her about doing a benefit show. Yeah. 
and uh, she said, like, oh, I want these four people. And that meant a fucking lot to me. So I'm going to take that one seriously. But the open mics that I do around Denton, everyone says, like, oh, Denton's so liberal. It's like, yeah, but I don't give a – do you think I give a shit, dude, if yeah. – if a table of sorority girls is upset that I told an abortion joke, go fuck yourself. I don't. I don't care. This is my preparation for like. If a joke works here, then I'll take it to the club. I don't care if it works here. There are jokes that I would never tell at the club that I will tell in front of your fuck ass sorority girls that care so much about their beliefs or whatever. You know. You go a little more wilder. It's good to have that though, don't you think? Don't you think it's good to have like like you were saying, you were just trying to have fun at that mic. I think that I'm really fortunate to live in Denton because I get to go to the city and take it seriously. But then I also get to have my Denton mics where like, whatever, dude. Yeah. You know, no, those people are gonna fight me like they did at Hatchery. <laughs> 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 oh yeah, man. If, I don't know if you guys can notice, but my uh, yeah. I don't even think my black guy. eye is gone, but if I like go yeah, like that, can you see? see it? Can yeah, you see the red? Yeah. See. How long ago was that? Uh, Monday before last. And it's all over full now. Yeah. You know it's funny, not funny, but it's like awkward that you got to a fight over money that never truly existed. <laughs> yeah. Well, I bought him a shot. That's what pisses me oh, off. Oh, you bought him a shot. Well, half the reason the fight started was because he said that I hustled him, which like. Kind of, but like, who cares? I mean, here's the well, and if you all right, so the first game, the first game, he said, I'll play you for a shot, and I was like, bet. And then we played for a shot, and he sank the eight ball middle of the game, right? And then he took the, the 14 and said, This is the new eight ball, and then played out, and I didn't get to shoot again, and he sank that in. I should have known right then, I if I was a smart person that wasn't drunk then i would have fucking i would have been like all right well this is not a rational person it isn't. and no, we need to remove ourselves from this situation right but instead i bought him that shot and then he said i'll play you for twenty dollars and he, i think we've played pool together i'm a great pool player yeah, but i play down to people not like subconsciously i don't play down to people on purpose like i'm trying to hustle them like if i don't think you're a good pool player I play like shit. It's just yeah, how I am. Yeah, yeah. Like, just by accident, I play like shit, right? But if you put $20 on the table, all of a sudden I'm going to play my best. And he was pissed that the person he was playing for a shot wasn't the same person he was playing for $20. So I win the $20 bet. I buy him the shot, even though he fucking changed the 8-ball to the 14. Yeah. I told him on the next game, I was like, listen, if you're using the 8, that's on you, and you owe me $20. He said, deal. Right. But like how is that how is that you not playing the same way as you did when you had a shot for a bet and a twenty dollar for a bet if he's the one that fucked up to begin with? What do you mean? Fucked when up by singing the eight ball? Yes. Well dude, he fucked up by singing the eight ball. He made the fourteen the eight ball and then he sank the fourteen after his next like two shots. I think there was only one ball left on the table for him to shoot. Yeah. And then he shot the fourteen and said, I won so you owe me a shot, and I went and bought him a shot because I don't welch on bets. Like, but that's not a real win. <laughs> I know it's not. That's what. That's why I'm saying my rational brain should have just been like, Matt, get the fuck out of here. This is not a rational person. No. Like, this is a 
<sighs> Anyways, this, this fucking dude was flashing money all night, talking about how he was a coke dealer, about how he could uh, fucking, like, I mean, he was pretending like he was the fucking biggest drug dealer in the world. Like, he was fucking Scarface, right? So... So he said, uh, I'll play you for $20, and the way he said it was like he was expecting me to shy away from $20. Like, it's like, dude, I got cash in my pocket. Like, I'll play you for $20. So I play him for $20, and I win. Like, I beat the shit out of him. And he says, all right, double or nothing. I'm like, all right, deal. And I win again, right? And then he doesn't want to pay me. I'm like, hey, man, I'm going to get out of here. Um... Where's that $40? And he's like, nah, dude. It's not even cool what you did. You came in here acting like you weren't. And I wasn't doing that on purpose, first of all. Second of all, he sank the eight, you know? Like, you, you just fucking sucked, exactly. And he says, well, I'll tell you what. I'll do double or nothing, but you got to play my friend. And he picks a white dude. And the white dude that he picked was much better than him at pool. Like, significantly better. Like, I had to run for my money, you know? But I won that game, and then I refused to leave, and I was like, listen, I fucking, you owe me $80, dude, like, you're gonna, in front of all your friends, he has like five or six friends there, I'm like, dude, in front of all your friends, you're gonna be a bitch like this and not pay me the money, and I started talking shit, I started saying things like, like, damn, dude, so you've been flashing money all night, but you can't even afford to pay me $80 when I kick your ass at pool, blah, blah, blah. He's like, I'll tell you what, I'll fight you for it. And again, this is the second checkpoint where rational brain should have been like, let's just get the fuck out of here. Like, what are you fighting someone for? Yeah. For money <laughs> that they owe you. That's funny though. I would have took the fight just because I enjoyed I did. I and that's the thing is I was drunk <laughs> and stubborn. Yeah. I'm a stubborn person, yeah. you know, in general. But especially when I'm drunk. So he says I'll fight you for it. It's like 2 in the morning fucking bar staff tells us where we can go to fight we walk to the next parking lot it's like one store over we fight it goes back and forth i get a couple licks in but i think overall he probably won the fight to begin with i take him to the ground and uh i take him to the ground because like in the army they train jujitsu like combat army combatives is like mostly jujitsu so i take him to the ground i'm holding him to my chest and i roll over on him and someone's like let him go let him go. And I'm like, why? He was fucking kicking my ass when we were standing up. This dude is like six feet tall. He's got so much reach on me. Like, <clears throat> I took him to the ground because that's where I have the best chance. He's like, let him go. I was like, no. And then someone else jumps in. And I start getting hit in the back of the head. So I break that up and I stand up. And the dude, which was cool of him, the dude that I was fucking playing pool with, is like, stop. So we fucking leave it alone. We go to the car. I'm smoking a cigarette leaning up against my car and one of his friends comes over and is like I just want I don't want to tell you like you know even though you just got your ass kicked I think it was cool that you like stood up for yourself and stood your ground and like I respect the fact that like you were willing to like fight or whatever stick around for your money I think he was probably just smoothing me over like like trying to get me to not call the police and everything but that's not the point the point is that I hear footsteps coming from like like back here mm-hmm. and uh as soon as I hear the footsteps coming, I turn around and just fucking catch it, like to the like, the, like a running punch from a dude that I don't recognize. I hit the ground. I'm on the ground. I go in the fetal position, and he's kicking me. I got bruises on my shins because I'm fucking keeping him from kicking me in the ribs and shit. I got 
the only remaining bruise is on my hip right now. Yeah. Uh, but it's just from getting kicked on the ground and everything. And the dude who was trying to smooth me over says, like, dude, you just need to go. Get in your car. Get in your car. Go. And here's the funny part. The only funny part. I fucking, uh, I grab some slides off the ground because I think they're mine, right? And uh, <laughs> I get home, and, like, the next morning, I get in my car, and I see these slides sitting on my passenger seat. Yeah. They're, like, fucking size 12s, dude. They weren't even mine. Like, I stole one of the guys that was fighting with me. I stole one of their pairs of slides. So there's like these size 11, size 12. Why weren't they on their feet? Because in slide, if you're fighting in slides, you kick them off real fast, dude. Oh, okay. I've you start fighting had, barefoot, I've dude. You're not going to wear slides in a fucking fight. Like, so I grabbed this dude's. I don't know the pair of slides, so I don't know the. <laughs> really? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Slides the, are the best. I don't know the if you learn anything from our conversation right now, it's that slides are the best, dude. Like, fuck, fuck uh, flip-flops. Flip-flops suck. They put that goddamn thong between yeah. your... Fuck that. Slides, you just put your foot in there, and then... Really, you don't own any shoes? slides? Are they shoes? Huh? Or are they type of shoes, or they kind of like... Uh, slides are sandals like with like shoes. a... Like a... There's a strap. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I don't know. Yeah. You don't own any of those? Those are the best part. I either wear shoes or socks. Those are the best sandals that exist. Or boots, of course, but uh, I don't... Boots? Oh, at the warehouse. No, no, I just got boots for, like, whenever. When you're going golf clubbing? Yeah. I got some steel toe ones. <laughs> yeah. I used to use when I was riding my bike. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so, yeah, yeah, so, so you, told, you took their slides. So what happened to your slides? I don't know. And I like to imagine that they had a fucking convention of gangsters. And they were all like, hey, man, you're a little shorter than me. You want to see if those fit you? And they, like, traded slides around. But why why was that guy distracting you to begin with? I mean, it's kind of his fault. No, no. I think he was cool. I think he was a cool dude who was like, I don't like what went down here. I think it was fucked up that my friend... uh, Like, couldn't pay money. And then he fought you. I think... Maybe, like, what I originally thought was he was trying to smooth me over so I didn't call the police, which I would never do anyways, especially not over a fight, yeah. you know? Yeah, no, there's no point calling the police. Yeah, fuck, why, why am I going to get the police involved? Yeah. Like, I've been in situations where I was drunk and made mistakes, so I'm not going to fucking call them out for it. Concussions heal, fucking bruises go away, it's fine, you no, know? Yeah, you never want to deal with the cops. I don't want to deal with the cops. Yeah, I don't want to deal with the cops. <laughs> I got fucking... Stuff in my car that I don't want the cops to know about, you know? I'm not going to call the police to the uh, scene uh, of the crime. Allegedly, like Allegedly, allegedly yeah. <laughs> Past tense, I had allegedly, stuff in the car. Yeah, allegedly, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we, I don't know. Calling the cops is like a bitch move. Yeah. If you're no, it is. And just out of principle, I would never do it anyways. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, so anyways, like fucking, uh, I, I drive home. I take, like, pictures of myself, like, like, the initial, I got blood all over my face. There's cuts here. And I got, like, bruised ribs and fucking bruised shins. My feet are all cut up from sliding over the pavement. And a bunch of people asked me, like, like in the following days, like, did you... Uh, do you think you have a concussion? It's like, yeah, dude. I have a fucking concussion. I definitely have a concussion. I've had a headache. Today, no, yesterday was the first day I didn't have a headache. In the last two weeks. But, like, what's the point? 
what's the point of paying to go to oh i got va so i could have gone to the doctor for free but what's the point of going to the doctor for them to tell you have a concussion literally we don't have any treatment for a concussion we can diagnose a concussion we can take a fucking brain scan and say hey you have a concussion uh drink a lot of water <laughs> like like you know what i mean like yeah. what's the fucking point like so yeah, and then I took a week off of mics, which is the most time I've taken off of doing uh, open mics since I started doing comedy. Yeah. Just because I got my ass beat at fucking hat tricks. That's, that's like the hardest part, but honestly. You're at hat tricks often, aren't you? Nah, I've been there maybe six times. Okay, I'm just wondering if you'll be there. That was my first time there in like six months. No, those dudes are regulars. I'll be honest, maybe this makes me sound like a bitch. And a few people. Mm, a few people kind of being tools. One or two of them, I'm like, yeah, maybe you're being honest. But, like, a lot of them were like, hey, if you want to go back there, we'll kick their ass. I'm like, dude, what's the point? Like, what are we going to go? Get in another fight for? What does it matter, right? But, but, um, I'd go with you. I'll I'm probably, gonna, I wouldn't say, like, you're I'm being gonna, one of those people, no, no, god no, damn it. No, no. I wouldn't get into a fight. Yeah. But I damn would make sure that they know that you're not a guy to just beat up on. Yeah. Well, but I don't want to go back there anyways. And I love Elias Ashley. I think he's a dope dude. I think he's a great comic. Um, And I certainly don't want to make his mic sound worse because I also want to make it clear that this happened long after midnight. This happened after all the comedians had already left. I was playing pool on my own account. It had nothing to do with comedy. This was not an open mic related incident. This was long after all the comedians had already left. Yeah. But... I haven't had a good set there ever. <laughs> so what am I going to fucking go back there for the killer audience and then maybe get my ass beat by the same group of dudes? Like, yeah. You know. uh, oh, I do do a new thing. Uh, since we're almost coming, coming to a close around the podcast. Yeah. Almost two hours, man. High five. High five. Dude, man, it's really great to talk to you, dude. Sorry. I, yeah. I, like, I, I don't know why I said sorry. I guess Every what I mean. Every time I talk to you, I like to learn more and more well, that makes well, me feel like, like really, I'm fucking you're like faking really it. Really well educated in comedy. I just really loved it, so. Okay. Yeah. What what question would I ask him? Yeah, let's see. What, what, what kind of questions do they usually ask? Because I don't listen uh, to that well, podcast. Like Cortez said he wanted a job. He's been doing comedy for five years. Help him go to out. <laughs> yeah. Um, let me see. Uh, <coughs> Kurt, Kurt, I always get her name wrong. Kirsty, Kirsty Hayden. Kirsty Hayden. Yeah. She uh she asked what kind of underwear. He likes to wear preferably. <laughs> She's being silly. <laughs> Alright. Um, fuck. That's so on the spot. I wish you would have warned me. I would have no, thought a good like, one. You need to tell people ahead of time. Uh, uh, like, um, Joseph Rogan Swag asked him who his favorite president was because apparently Conan O'Brien is a really big president guy. Yeah. And he said why it wasn't Robert Taft and then he said some other joke and I didn't get the reference because I don't know what he was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> So, okay, um, I got one. I got one. Okay, cool. All right. 
I haven't seen him yet. Hey, Conan, I was just wondering if there was anyone on the face of the earth that you'd like to drink a White Claw with, uh, who would it be? Ooh, a White Claw? Is there a reason why you chose that drink? Yeah, because it's gay. Because <laughs> 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 it's gay. I don't know why I thought that was so funny. <laughs> 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 no, I, I like, I like, I like the after reaction of what the question is, and then like something, something silly always happens, and then, uh, and then just like I just want to imagine what the person's like when they answer that, and then listen to it, they're like, <laughs> the screener. Like, who is this person that keeps calling once a week or twice a week? Now? Yeah, because I do two podcasts a week now. <laughs> Yeah, I love doing this. This is a blast. Thank you, thank you. I really enjoy having you over here. I know that one day you'll meet Gump. Meet Gump? <laughs> I said one day you'll meet Gump. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're, geez, <laughs> Gump. I don't yeah, even know his name. <laughs> I'm thinking about changing the name to the, po- well, the podcast, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm going to change to, like, uh... You thinking, Odyssey? Uh, <laughs> I was thinking Rudy, Rams- uh, Rudy Rambles. That's good. Yeah. yeah. But you want it to be about uh, bringing someone on, too. You don't want it to just be about you rambling. We'll think of something. I'll get to I'll it. think of something. Yeah. And with that, thank you, everybody, for another great episode. Uh, or for listening or whatever. And thank you, Matt. Yeah. I'll let you know when everything comes out. Thank you. Uh. All right, now let's smoke a doobie. <laughs> Yeah.